Hello, everybody. Welcome to episode 12 of the Sideliners podcast. I'm your host, Brad Siegel, joined by my co-host and good friends, Benjamin Salise and Jonathan Miles. How are we doing? We are doing great. Good, good, good. Pretty good. Sorry, everyone. I I know you were all, you know, severely disappointed. We weren't able to record last week. Uh, Kind of some schedule conflicts. We've got a lot going on. But we're here this week. Should be a banger episode. We'll see. Got some great stuff on the outline. So the fun thing we wanted to start out with, just like we did a couple episodes ago, uh, we loved hearing all y'all's Super Bowl predictions. It was a great time. So we asked you to go for it again and make some Super Bowl predictions for next year. Some way too early predictions. So going to go ahead and play those. Super excited to hear what y'all have to say. And we will see you after. I think the ne- I think the Buccaneers have got this next Super Bowl. I mean, they've got one of the most talented receiving cores in the NFL, and they've also got Tom Brady. He is the greatest player of all time. Hi, Brad. Um, so I just looked this up, and I think the Kansas City Chiefs will win the Super Bowl next year. Um, this is because they came super close this year, and so next year they're going to be like really good because they've already obviously been in the Super Bowl. So yeah. The Chiefs will win the Super Bowl. Next year in the Super Bowl, we got the Green Bay Packers versus the Buffalo Bills, and the Bills are going to win and break the Buffalo curse. I got a hot take for y'all. No one's going to see this coming, but the Detroit Lions are going to win the Super Bowl. Jared Goff's going to come from the LA Rams, and he's going to carry them all the way. And they're going to beat every single team. I think that in the 2022 Super Bowl, the Ravens are going to be playing the Green Bay Packers, and the Packers will win because they have quarterback Aaron Rodgers. This is Abby Siegel, and I think the Tampa Bay Buccaneers are going to win again. Right? Didn't they win the last one? I think they're going to win again uh, because they have Brady. Hey, guys. It's Halen. Love the podcast. Keep up the great work. I'm going to go with the Buccaneers winning the next Super Bowl. My name is Yona, and I think that the Pittsburgh Steelers will take the Super Bowl next year. I think they started off really well last year, and if they just keep this motivation going, this um, full run forward, uh, the momentum they had, I think they'll take the Super Bowl this year. My top pick for the 2022 Super Bowl has to be the Jacksonville Jaguars. You might be skeptical because of their one win, 15 loss record last season, but I believe in Trevor Lawrence, if he even gets drafted to their team in the first place, to pull out an underdog victory. Go Jags. I think that the Rockets are going to win the Super Bowl, Um, and I'm just saying that because I really want this podcast to start talking about basketball because I don't like football. Thank you. Okay, we are back. Thank you, everybody. For your lovely submissions, we got some really good takes, I think, and uh, maybe some questionable takes, too, but that's okay. We love all of you. Um, even those of you that didn't take a football team, that's fine. You know, maybe they will still, like, win the finals. Like, I don't know. So, yeah. Um, as far as college football, uh, some loaded stuff in the last couple weeks. We didn't really address this last episode, but we've got FCS spring football. I mean, we've got some lower Division One schools going and playing some football. And while this might sound pretty uninteresting because, you know, they're not super well-known schools, there is a school that's kind of a powerhouse, North Dakota State. You may 
know North Dakota State because of people like Carson Wentz or Trey Lance. And uh, Trey Lance just graduated and is declared for the NFL draft. And he had led North Dakota State to a 39-game win streak, which they lost last week to Southern Illinois. They lost pretty bad, and they also lost that win streak. So our thoughts on that? I mean, they, I mean, they didn't look like they could play football without Trey Lance. Yeah, they forgot how to act. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, the, pretty bad. The score was thirty-eight to fourteen against Southern Illinois. That is pretty bad. It is. Yeah. Uh, so do, does that speak to Trey Lance's impact? Well, obviously, but I mean, like how important he was to that team. Right, and that that yes, but given he also only played like two games, they they had a two games two yeah. games in the fall, kind of those fillers for higher teams, and so we didn't get a huge sample size, especially for his senior year. I mean, even so he's still uh, rising on those quarterback draft boards. Yeah. I mean, I'm not saying he's a bad player at all just because he didn't play. That's not nothing you can do about that, but we will see lots of uh, things to look forward to in the next NFL season and the draft itself. Um, Speaking of football that we maybe don't care about uh, the PAC 12 (laughs) released their schedule this week. (laughs) I know the only thing, uh, that I think we slander more than Max Kellerman on this podcast is the Pac-12 conference. Yeah, we really, we really do a number on those out west. I'm so sorry. I mean, I mean, but I mean to be fair, it's justified. I mean, the football oh, yeah. season, the football season that those teams put together last season was just people were just throwing the title away left and right. Nobody wanted it at all. Yeah, Oregon, a team that was like barely five hundred, won it. And, like, even, like, other sports, like baseball and basketball, I love watching college sports, all college sports. But when it comes, like, to anything, like, if there's a Pac-12 game on, I just, like, all my motivation is lost. Like, I just don't care. I can't do it. Like, even five years ago, the Pac-12 was more interesting. I mean, Oregon was good. Stanford was good. Washington was good. This, yeah. Yeah. And, pretty, I mean, they had the history with USC just being a yeah. great school. Yeah. So, we don't really care. I think that's the consensus. We don't care, Pac-12. You can do whatever you want. You're not going to get a team in the playoff anyway. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Another big headline this week. Uh, A couple weeks ago, I think, uh, Devontae Smith, your Heisman winner, was being interviewed about kind of which quarterback at Alabama he preferred to uh, Tagovailoa or Mac Jones. And I think people would consider Mac Jones – a pretty average quarterback that was just put in a fantastic place. And maybe we're not giving him enough credit. I mean, he totally led Alabama to a great season. But surprisingly enough, Devontae Smith did pick Mac Jones as the quarterback he enjoyed more. And that might not mean a whole lot just because he did play with Mac Jones more. And Tua was kind of – he started for one season and he was gone. But, I mean, what do we make of that? I, yeah. Uh, I, uh, sorry. Oh, sorry. I'll go. Uh, I feel like it's the with Mac Jones. It's kind of what you were saying, Brad. But at the same time, it's Mac Jones gave him so many more touches, and he didn't have all the whole Jalen Waddle. He didn't have all of the other receivers around him that he had when he played with Tua. So I think he just got more touches with Mac Jones, and I guess if he likes a more simple, just grounded, easy, quick-thrower quarterback, then that 
makes sense to pick Mac Jones. I think it has to deal with more just sticking up for the quarterback that you're playing with right now. Obviously, I think both did uh, pretty great things at Alabama, but um, and you you see this a lot in offensive linemen. I would say is that you're going to stick up for your quarterback no matter what, and um, you know even if they truly do believe that Mac Jones is the better quarterback out of the two, I mean, you just have to come to the defense and be able to back up essentially the leader of your team. That's, that's what, that's the impression I get from it. I don't, people that try to blow it out of too much proportion. I I think that they're trying to read into it just a little bit much and not understanding locker room culture. Right. And kind of going off what you said, another thing to add Tua's already in the NFL. He's been drafted. Mac Jones on the other hand, still you know his draft stock is changing every day and so things like that that Devontae Smith is you know boosting him a little bit that might increase his draft stock and to add to that not only did Devontae Smith uh talk about how great Mac Jones is some reporter asked Jalen Waddle this week the exact same question and watching that video it looked like Jalen Waddle took it in like a who do I like as like a friend kind of question but like he did say Mac Jones as well so I don't know is is he a first rounder? I saw like, is he going to go in the first round? Because I think he is. Honestly, I think he will. I mean, quarter, quarterback needy teams. I mean, we'll there get a into lot that. Yeah, we'll get into that later. But I mean, do you risk uh, choosing a positional need over just straight talent with Mac Jones, or do you think that he'll be able to fall later in the draft and get who you uh, get the player that is truly a talented piece that you can just build a, build the team around? Yeah, we will see. Uh, the next thing, so COVID, obviously, in full swing. Got a lot of that going on in Texas. Don't really want to get into that. But anyway, um, as of now, uh, there was an announcement this week from the UT president and athletic director that the University of Texas football season in the fall of 2021 will hopefully be at full capacity. And obviously, things are very subject to change. Everything is changing all the time. But that's kind of a big thing. And not only did most Texas schools say they are planning at full capacity, the entire Southeastern Conference also announced that they will be trying to have full capacity in the fall. So not super surprising just because that's kind of how the South is. And obviously that's not super set in stone. But exciting things, big things happening. Hopefully by the fall, things are better. We will see. Yeah, I think – I think that's something else is that uh, this could be over or it could be at the same level. We just got to wait and see. And then we all got to do our part. Right. Just stay safe. Oh, yeah. All, all in this together, guys. Oh, yeah. The sideliners for the people. For the people. Made by the people, too. That is true, yeah. Uh, do we have anything else to add? Any college football headlines we want to address before we go to the next segment? Um, I mean, just excited for the draft, honestly. Can't yeah. Wait till the next Yeah. Next that's month. Gonna, that's gonna be a fun episode. Oh yeah, lots of yeah. debriefing. <laughs> okay, well, does someone want to take it away to our next segment, our favorite segment? Here's an ad from our sponsor. Okay. All right, welcome back, everyone. Thanks to Anchor for being our sponsor today. Uh, definitely not the first time, but we love Anchor. Yeah, I was about to say, I don't think we said that we love Anchor yet. Like, that's way overdue. Come on. 
We need to say it more, honestly. You're so right. You're so right. Sprinkle okay. So, going back to the very beginning of this episode, we made some of our viewers give us their early Super Bowl predictions. So, it's only right that we also make ours. And I don't want to start. So, who wants to? <laughs> well, optimistically, I want to say the Cowboys just because I'm, okay, I'm, blind, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm blinded by my ignorance. <laughs> but realistically... I think the Chiefs are gonna run it back again. They're gonna they're gonna try to they're just gonna be able to add more pieces. And like they're playing Madden franchise mode without the salary cap right now. And they're just about to go ham again. Legitimately. I didn't think so. Yeah. Um uh, I have the Bills as my pick because I think all they need is a running back. And if they can draft a good or trade for one during this draft. Uh, I think they'll or, pretty much be set for the Super Bowl. Or even if, like, Zach um, Moss takes that next step. I mean, yeah, that too. So true, so true. Um, or Devin Singletary starts playing like his dad, but I, I, we've never seen that before. So, um, I also, NFC side, it's kind of the same, just Packers, Bucks, like, I think that's going to be kind of the same this year. It's the usual suspects. Yeah. And then maybe the Rams. I don't know. The Rams, yeah, Rams are interesting. I would, I would love to go and, like, make a super fun pick, like the Rams or the Colts or, like, you know, Washington drafts a quarterback good. and they're a Super Bowl contender. But that's just <laughs> not going to happen. Like, it's just not. So, I, I think I'm going to agree with Ben and make the easy pick, which is the Chiefs. I could totally see Tom Brady defying the odds and doing it again. I could totally see Aaron Rodgers making it to the conference championship. Maybe he actually pulls it off. I don't know. Lots of things yeah. could happen, but it'll probably be like the Chiefs and the Bucks again. So something boring like that. But we'll see. Lots of speculation. Lots could change in the next month with the draft coming yeah. up and such. Um, the big news, the big NFL headline in the last couple weeks, uh, J.J. Watt. He was kind of toying with us about his free agency. Uh, people were trying to decipher each and every tweet that he put know. out. I don't know how people have that much time to just go through every tweet and just deduce every little thing. They're, 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 it's, it's Twitter. There's some people on Twitter that just... They, they just stay on there the whole time. It's, that, 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 yeah, they just spend their day on Twitter. But I Twitter. digress. Right. So the team he obviously did end up with, the Arizona Cardinals, Adding to a team in a division that seems kind of stacked. Like, all of a sudden, the NFC West had three playoff teams last year. Wait, yeah, yeah, three playoff teams last year. No, that's wrong. Two playoff teams last year. But the Cardinals barely missed it. And the 49ers were absolutely plagued by injuries and did make the Super Bowl the year before. So that kind of leaves some food for thought. The Cardinals are only going to get better. Kyler Murray's only going to develop. They do have a top five receiver in the league and a solid defense. The 49ers should get everyone back and could maybe return to that level of a Super Bowl caliber team. Maybe they'll have a new quarterback. We'll see. And obviously the Rams only gotten better with the new quarterback and the Seahawks have been one of the more consistent teams in the league for the last decade. So there's your, there's your division breakdown. Now let's discuss. Who are y'all going to pick to take this division this year? There's a, a lot of different directions you could go with this. Um, I think 
talent-based, it's going to be, uh, I'd say, the Rams normally. But I think it might take a year for them to do that because I don't know if they'll be glued together yet. Um, obviously, they have every position that they want, just like pretty much as good as they could want it. But uh, I'm kind of taking this just from what I've seen by their defense uh, and their O-line especially. And if they could draft a good quarterback, then I think the 49ers will take uh, that that number one spot. You have the 49ers drafting a quarterback. Not- Maybe. I don't know. Is- Maybe they'll trade for one. Who knows? Yeah. It's interesting. I, I think I, – I do agree that the Seahawks – I mean, obviously – well, I don't even think that you can even say that there's a true front runner in this division. But I think with some secondary help, the Seahawks are obviously in a good position. But, I mean, honestly, like, we've seen quarterbacks just go to different teams and just kind of put it all together if the pieces are there. We saw Rivers do it last year for the most part. Brady obviously winning the Super Bowl. Can I think Matt Stafford can just come in there and, you know, obviously you need a mesh well as uh, good as a team, but I think Stafford can just come in there and just play play how he has been in in Detroit and just you know rattle off some wins and maybe take the division. Okay, well I'm so glad that you both said that, and this really just goes to show you how deep this division is because I'm gonna go a completely different direction as well. I totally agree, John, with uh, what you said about the Rams maybe taking a year to figure it all out and maybe winning the division the next year. And as far as the 49ers, I think there's a similar situation. I think they're going to have some new pieces. They're going to have people that have kind of been off for a year and might take another year to get back into that form. The Cardinals, they're still young. They're figuring it out again, maybe in the future. I just think the Seahawks, it's the door is open for them. They need to Pete Carroll needs to figure his stuff out and call some good plays. <laughs> Russell Wilson needs to continue to play at a high level. He's got playmakers all around him. And like you said, Ben, as long as the defense, they pick up some pieces for the defense, they might be the front runner. They might take the division. But, I mean, so, you, but like you said, just, I, you know, obviously these teams are going to still continue to try to add pieces. And even by the time uh, preseason rolls around, I don't think that you can still definitively say, like, oh, yeah, there's definitely a front runner in this division because it is stacked. Yeah. yeah. And the Cardinals, I saw a stat, which I totally didn't realize. Chandler Jones has the second most sacks in the NFL since 2012. Right. And the guy that has the first sense. is, I mean, the guy that, has the most sacks is J.J. Watt, his new teammate, which also, which also definitely makes sense. sense. Chandler Jones, yeah. I didn't know he was that. I guess he's just been playing that long. He, he's he's played every game pretty much. I, I don't remember if he got injured. Like, I don't remember an injury from Chandler Jones that was big uh, that could have taken him out. Obviously, um, J.J. Watt had, like, the knee injuries and stuff. But this J.J. Watt, so he's going to be first. I feel like Chandler Jones has just been so consistent for them yeah. just for so long. For sure. Um, and then, so with that, obviously, looking through the stats and uh, some of the tape as well, obviously, J.J. Watt's sacks have gone down. Obviously, that's due to injury and just him getting older. But he's still pretty effective in the run defense. So, obviously, that's going to be 
good help for the Cardinals. And then if Chandler Jones can just, you know, get to the quarterback, put up his sack numbers like he normally does, I mean, you know, you have you have a pretty scary defensive line there. Yeah, and I mean, J.J. Watt is huge. I mean, he's he's huge. Like, I've seen, yeah, you know, those YouTube videos cool. that are like, I try to eat like J.J. Watt for a week. They make it look impossible. <laughs> like, it literally is like, he's huge. He's just huge. Like, what can you do? And it's very interesting that uh, he's on the same team as DeAndre Hopkins now, considering they both left the Texans in a um, yeah. questionable manner, we'll say. But, God, poor Texans, man. They just got nothing. They're they're rooting for a poverty franchise. Yeah, I this mean, is bad. I mean, this is really bad. That, that's, so, a, that's a topic for an, um, a later time. Well, I want to touch on it real fast. Who Who's going to have a worse – who has a worse feature, the Texans or the Eagles? Dude, it's the Texans. There's no way. It's the Texans. The Texans. The Eagles don't like. They have a bad future, obviously. If but if Jalen hurts, doesn't... okay. If Jalen hurts is out of the picture, who are you picking? Still the Texans. Still the Texans. Okay. Which one has franchise money? Which one has not the Eagles? The Eagles have the second worst cap space in the NFL, behind the Saints. Yeah, but the but the Texans have just screwed over their draft capital for. You know what I'm saying years. is. Not not like franchise money, but like in the fact that they're such a new team that like although we are seeing some new teams like the Jags, uh, or the kind of the Titans build up a big team and get these star players, but I don't know. I don't know. Um, I mean the I mean the Texans are gonna screw themselves over with the salary cap when once they trade Deshaun Watson. Their their cap hit is just gonna go in the toilet so well, won't want to be better because his contract will be gone it still counts uh as a penalty towards the um towards the team because they still technically have to pay him the contract from the money i see that, well either way little... would not want to be a fan of either of those two teams right at the moment yeah so we'll move on to maybe some more teams that we wouldn't necessarily want to be fans of unfortunately i am a fan of one of them uh, the next topic is quarterbacks that need to take a step up this year. And 100%, the first name that comes to my mind is Daniel Jones. And uh, that's because, especially hearing from fellow Giants fans, we it's, it's hard to keep you, defending. You, you know Giants fans? I see them online, okay? Mm-hmm. I, I have mm-hmm. My dad is a Giants fan. Still, um, that's, that's what I thought. Um, <laughs> so... I mean, obviously, you can make plenty of excuses for Daniel Jones. Like, he has a horrible offensive line. He has no weapons. His team sucks. You know, the whole bit. His running back was hurt all year. That's great. He's still not performing. And by year three, which is what this upcoming season will be, the excuses start to to run out. I mean, something's got to change or else, I don't know, we make a trade. We go for something in a draft. Something's got to change. He needs to, to make the step this year or I think a lot of the hope – that we have of him just taking that step, it'll be kind of gone after the third season. He needs to stop turning the ball over too. That's a big issue. And I feel like the Giants, where they're sitting at, is they have gotten such a stronger defense in the past years compared to that, like, late Eli Manning team where they just didn't have a good defense or no line, and it was just all falling apart. Um, They've built up such a – Good defense, especially with James. Oh my goodness, James Bradbury, um, and the D line too, Leonard Williams. 
and yeah, the D line's really good. Um, Dexter Lawrence, my boys. And I also see they have one of the best, like, evasive, game-changing, explosive running backs in the league. Saquon is, although he's gotten injured so much recently, I think he's still in the running for best running back in the league, even though he's been injured. Yeah, so. I am really worried about how that injury – I mean, an ACL tear is as basically as bad as it gets. So I'm a little worried yeah. about his production this year. But, again, time will tell. We will see. Uh, another team that looks to hopefully see their quarterback take the next step are the Broncos and Drew Locke. If if Drew Locke is even the guy next year. Yeah, I mean, yeah. that could all change too. Um, Drew Locke, I, I feel like, is in a similar situation to Daniel Jones. He's had those flashes. That's like, okay, maybe this is the guy. But on the other hand, he's just totally inconsistent. And he turns the ball over. And he's not performing on big time, you know, stages. I mean, so, it's yeah. – and, and obviously you can meme Elway all you want with his decision on taking quarterbacks. But, I mean, it speaks for himself. They they haven't had anything since Manning. No. So, Paxton Lynch, he reason. sucked. Osweiler, he sucked. Garbage. Garbage. He sucked. Talk about screwing the Texans over. Man, God. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Yeah. That's a throwback. Yeah, it really is. I kind of forgot that he signed like a huge contract with them. The Texans are just getting yeah. getting screwed left and right. Now that I think for, about it, for playing what five six games. Yeah, this team made the playoffs last year. Like that's crazy. And then almost beat the Chiefs. Yeah, no. and then had a twenty four nothing lead on the Chiefs. That's crazy. And uh, the final name on this list that we wrote down is kind of an exciting one. We've talked about. Again, I'll mention these teams again. The Rams, the Colts, Washington, all needing good quarterback play as maybe that final piece in making in, in becoming a contender. And the Colts did make a move for Carson Wentz. Maybe not exactly the guy they wanted, but they got pretty good value for him. They didn't give away a whole lot. And I'm kind of rooting for him, even though, you know, he played for the Eagles and I'm a Giants fan. It's kind of, you know, maybe I'm going to root for Carson Wentz. I, I'd kind of like to see him return to that MVP form from his 2017 season, prove that he can play at the next level. Because I, I kind of feel bad for him. He just took a beating this year. It was just horrible. I mean, yeah, I mean, quarterbacks that need to take a step up this year, my mind went straight to Wentz. Um, he, he, getting traded to the Colts, they have everything he needs there. And uh, they've just developed such a good running back, and they've always had that, or and they've been developing that O line and that defense. Uh, I mean, maybe a receiver, but besides that, I mean, he's got all he needs. So, I think if he can prove himself with that team, they're they're definitely going places. Yeah, I mean, he's been given he's been given the keys. All he's got to do is drive. Yep, I. Um, I, I do want to see one succeed too, um, coming from a Cowboys fan also, but I mean, if when when Wentz just needs to perform, like I said, like I said last week, he's, he's being paired up with Frank Reck again, who was their offensive coordinator during Wentz's, uh, MVP campaign season before he got injured. Um, I mean, if they can, if rank, if Frank Reich can get him right, 
I think that the Colts are seriously dangerous. Yeah, uh, I totally agree. Okay. So. Yeah. Well, I think that about does it. Do you have anything else? All good. All good. Okay. Well, thank you everyone for tuning into this overdue episode of the Sideliners, episode 12. Uh, thank you everyone again. Uh, go ahead and download this episode on Apple Podcasts or Spotify or whatever platform you use. We would love that. Of course, we appreciate every one of you that tunes in every week. We enjoy making these for y'all. And obviously, listen on Spotify. Um, give a five-star on Apple Podcasts. And we are out of here. All righty. Goodbye.